This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Some of the friendships I've made this year, I'm like, what? Like, you guys are my people. And like, I've never had that because I've always been either in a relationship where it's only been one person that I'm telling everything to. And now that I'm not in that in a relationship period, it's like, oh, I can like trust other people, become closer with other people. And it's really nice. And it's I mean, like, why have only one soldier when you can have a lot of them? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Defending you. (laughs) Exactly. Welcome to The Real Real, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Real Real Podcast. I'm excited because, Julie, how many times have you been on? Is this like your fifth time? I was about to say five, so I yes, yeah. I think so. I think it's your fifth time. And we're in Dallas again. I think we always record mainly in Dallas. We re- No, I've recorded twice in Miami, I think. Once virtually. Twice in Miami? Maybe? We, I don't know. I don't know when the last time was that we recorded, but... With Tochi and Bird. Right. For my birthday. Okay. So we're recording again and I have a new podcast set up. So I'm doing video. I'm doing... I have like a better mic and like mixer and I don't know. It feels more legit. It feels more like a... A little podcast studio we have going on. She's going all out for you guys. Yes, yes. So today, I feel like you guys already know everything that you need to know about Julie for the most part. <laughs> like, I don't want, I don't need to like ask you about yourself or like no talk to you about the coffee shop. Like we already have so much about that that you can go and watch online. So we're going to play a game for the podcast, which I'm really excited about. I love it. Let's and play. We have some wine, some white wine. Julie is like a wine connoisseur. <laughs> no, I'm just... No, I'm not going to say it. No, you can say it. I'm just a snob when it comes to things. Yeah. You know, like, it's I a food. Like, I'm was... a foodie. I'm a foodie. How about that? Yeah. I was like, oh, this is such good wine. And Julie's like, yeah, I know. Like, what did you expect <laughs> yeah. from I was like, me? I only buy good wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to play a game. It's called We're Not Really Strangers. I've actually never played this game before, but I always wanted to play. And it's the self-love one. You so, know what I was about to say? And then I like thought about it and I was like, I'm not going to say it. And I'm like, I should say it. It's going to be funny. What? I was like, I'm just really picky about what goes in my mouth. <laughs> but then I realized that it could sound really bad. I mean, you, I mean, that's a good thing. That's a good, <laughs> in any connotation, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should all be picky about that. Exactly. So, hey. <laughs> so, cheers to that. Anyways, we're going to play We're Not Really Strangers. And honestly, I don't know the rules. I just know it's like a question game. Like, I think at every level, you get deeper and deeper. Okay. So, level one, I think, is like the more shallow level. And then level three is like, we're getting really deep. So, we're both going to play. If we don't want to answer a question, I guess we can like chug our wine or something. <laughs> Make it a drinking game? I don't know. Or maybe like if we don't answer that question, we have to like 
Yeah, no. Yeah, let's make it a drinking game because I don't know. I was going to say something like you asked me another question, but like a, something personal or something yeah. like that. But All right. We don't want to answer it, but I don't think these questions are like those types of questions. Like it's not truth or dare. No, no, it's not truth or dare. Okay. So we're going to start with level one. I guess I'll ask you the first question. Should we both answer it? I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Okay. What have you grown to love about yourself? Physically or like personality wise? I think it could be anything. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I feel like so many things. And I think that's the thing. I've learned to love loving myself. Is that weird? Is that cheesy? No, I love that. I think that's so important. I feel like the past year has like been so much growth and like self-love and like I love that. Like I love that I learned to accept myself and love myself and and trying to like be better in the ways that I believe that I can be better. So like mm-hmm. work on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I feel like we should get a different question. Okay. So because then you're gonna say the same thing or yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily, but so we'll do a different question. Okay. Level one. Ooh. What is difficult to forgive yourself for? Oh, <laughs> I got the easy one. These are shallow. <laughs> Just go um, okay. I would say I don't have that many regrets. Like, I know that's cheesy. I don't have that many regrets. And I do think that if you're spending time beating yourself up over something, it's just such wasted energy because. I mean, from what I believe, I believe that like if you ask for forgiveness, it's given to you. And so if you're spending so much time beating yourself up over something that you did or like something that you regret, it's not productive. It's wasted energy and it's you're already forgiven. So you have to like move past it. So I would say technically like, oh, there's nothing. I don't have any regrets. But if I really think about it, I feel like it's like people that I've let in that I like shouldn't have let in, Mm -hmm. I would say. And I like beat myself up over it because I went like, dang, why did I like let that person in? You know, Mm -hmm. why did I like let them kind of like close to me? Maybe what you're trying to say is like, you feel like maybe you didn't judge people right or something like that. Yeah. And just things that I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like things that you know that you shouldn't have done, but you do it anyways. Mm -hmm. Like that's so... I knew you yeah. when you walked in. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, that's like the biggest thing is regretting things that I know were wrong and I still did them and like still trying to forgive myself for those mm-hmm. things. Like I know I'm forgiven, but it still sometimes like creeps back in. You like, know? Like, yeah, I agree. So with being a little vague. Okay, that was deep. <laughs> Level two. Mm. Let's do like five of each or something like that. Or like three of each. Oh, so we're still on level one? Yeah. Let's do like three of each. Oh, it's your turn anyways. Okay. Okay, it says level one past. So maybe it's not level of... Maybe it's not depth. It's like level one's about the past. Oh, I think so. Yeah, you're right. Maybe. Okay. What is one thing you did right? I think there's so many things you've done right. (laughs) I know. I'm trying to think. If I were to say like one thing that I still feel like I do right, like it's like something I... I do right. I think I am very like loyal. People that I love, I like love. Mm-hmm. And I'm very loyal and like I always put those people first. Like I don't think I'm like a wishy-washy person or like someone that you can't count on. Like I just feel like everybody that I love knows that I will always be there and I think I love well. Is that weird? No, I think that's I think you do too. Yeah. Thanks. I think it's like you're super super loyal. I mean, I would definitely agree that you're super loyal. Thank you. And especially with friends, like 
Julie and I have had so many moments this trip where we're like, you're my soulmate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Natalie's not my friend anymore. She's my sister. Yeah. And that's what I literally say to people. I know. And so I think for like, she's been one of my longest friends. We've known each other for eight years now. And we've been super close. I mean, there's moments where we get like closer, not as close, closer, not as close. But now I feel like we've never been closer. And like, I feel like all those like not as close and close got us to be closer because we also, I don't know, every time you don't have something as much in your life, you get learn to appreciate it when you have it back and things like that. And, and I think it's also all those moments have defined us for a reason. And I do think we weren't as close for not for who we were, but for like external factors. Yeah. You know, like really bad boyfriends. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I definitely agree with you with that. I think that you're very, 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 very loyal. Thank you. Yeah. And like, that's so important in friendships. I know. And it's not just in friendships. I feel like with my family and even, I even feel like I'm very loyal with my employees. Like it's, mm -hmm. I try to act that way with everybody, mm -hmm. which is something I do. I do intentionally. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you're really good at it. Thank you. Ooh, I feel like yours are deeper than mine. Oh. <laughs> When have you felt like you needed to be tough? When I needed to be tough? Yeah, like strong. I think when I went through my breakup. Because it's so much easier to get back together with a person. Or it's so much easier to not do it. You know? Like it's... Stay in your comfort zone. Yeah, to stay yeah. in your comfort zone. And like... Be like, you know what? Things are fine, so I'm not going to do it. Like, even if you know that you're making the right decision, I think it's so hard to make the right decision. Yeah. And even if it's like, like for me, I've talked about my breakup before, but nothing happened. Like, it wasn't, I'm tired of being treated this way or anything. Like, it was nothing like that. It was just something that I knew I needed, like we needed to do. And there's so many moments when it's like, oh, should we get back together? Oh, or like, what or... Is what if or did I make the right decision or it would just be easier to not have this conversation and I think for both of us I mean obviously he's not here to answer the question but I think we would both answer the same way with like that is when we both had to be tough and that's like the biggest thing I can think of right now is like that was the hardest <laughs> period of my life I feel like so you just have to be strong because it is so much easier to like go back and just be like never mind let's Yeah, but Let's you gotta stay true it. to yourself. And I feel like it'll be worth it. You know, like it's yeah. kind of one of those moments where you're, it's so hard, but you're like, I know this is for, you know, like you just trust. Yeah. So I think that is probably when I've known I've had to be tough, even when it's really, really, really hard. Same. Yeah. I was thinking about you too. <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, All right. Oh, wait, it's my turn. Oh, to yeah, ask it's you your question. question. When was the last time you impressed yourself? Ooh. <laughs> You're getting all the, like, the night, like, I know. What you love about yourself. What's your best quality? <laughs> and then mine is, like, tell me your darkest secret. I know. Maybe you should have, like... Well, like, shuffle them. Yeah, shuffle them. I was going to say flush them. <laughs> I think the Deep Ellum opening, maybe, like, I opened with no family here, a whole new shop. Like, very few close friends here. And, and I opened a whole new shop, you know? And it was, like, it's been a whole thing where, like, I've had to market it and, like get people in and like building it. I mean, I was pulling all-nighters and painting the walls and building tables and I am not a do-it-yourself person. Like, that is not me. <laughs> not handy. So, I mean, I was so like happy uh, when I opened. I like was emotional and everything, you know? So I feel like I was very impressed, pleasantly impressed with myself. Yeah. Like, I don't know. 
And for context, Julie has two coffee shops now yes. in Dallas. Last time we she was on the podcast, she only had one. Mm-hmm. So she has two now in Deep Ellum and downtown. So go visit. Yes, please. Yeah. I would honestly say, though, for you, at least from like an outsider, from a friend, that isn't the time I'm most impressed with you because it's like obvious that you were going to do it. Like to me, I'm like, <laughs> obviously, it's so impressive, but. You never I, had a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I never you. had a doubt about that. So to me, it's not like, oh, wow, I can't believe Julie did that. It's like, oh, yeah. Duh. Like, casual. Was, casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that was like yeah. casual. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today, as it should, with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Ares tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. 
I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can first free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. I think the most impressed I've been with you is when you moved back home, quit your job, broke up with your, like did all of that, like literally turned your life around without knowing anything, like without knowing what was to come, literally like leap of faith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without even knowing it was a leap of faith, you yeah. know, which is like crazy. Yeah. That is when I'm like, whoa, like I can't, like that takes a lot of guts to do. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I feel like that was a long time ago. So I feel yeah. like I was trying to, but yeah, I mean. I think after surviving that, like, that's not one of those moments that you're like, wow, I'm impressed with myself. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it took like two years for me to be like, oh, my gosh, like, I have been strong. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah. Yeah. But all right. Me, my turn. Oh, yeah. Wild card. Okay. Okay. Look at a photo of yourself as a child. What do you see? Okay. I'll visualize a picture of me as a kid because my phone is recording (laughs) this, so I can't do that. Hmm. Okay. I feel like one thing I always say about my childhood that I am so happy about is that my parents really did let me be whoever I wanted to be or like they, and I know me and you have talked about this before where they've really instilled that like I can do anything and not Mm -hmm. in a cheesy, like you got this, you can do anything. Like it wasn't said. It wasn't like you can do anything. I believe in you. Like those words weren't said, but through their actions and like support support Mm -hmm. it was shown which I think is so much better not to say that you shouldn't say those words I think it's important to say things too but it was always like if I wanted to be an actress they put me in acting classes and like I went to auditions if I wanted to do I wanted to be an author and like my school had like self-publishing and so I would always like self-publish books and I would go and I would like read the books that I wrote to my parents and I would make them sit down and like read in front of them, you know, and they would they Listen, would do it, even yeah. though it probably was awful, you know, or like <laughs> I would do skits with my family and like put a show in front of them. And like, I think I was so curious as a kid and so like I can do anything because they were just so supportive and they never were like, Ugh, I don't want to sit through this again or like, why are you doing this? Why are well, you know, like they never did any of that. And so I always felt like I could do anything. And so I think when I see my younger self, I see that like little girl that's just like curious about the world and like. And honestly, I feel like that's why where you are where you are today. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. And like I didn't see, you know, like when you're a kid, you don't know all of like the hate that the world has. Or I mean, I hope you don't you don't hear about like the hate that the world has or like the I don't know, like the hardships that the world has. Like my parents protected me a lot from that. So I didn't hear about like, oh, like you're a girl, so you can't do this. Or you're, oh, if you start a business, you're only going to have a 3% chance of making it around. You know, that was never like... Wait, that's a thing? I think, like, it's like 7% of businesses make it. It's like something, like, ridiculously small. So, like, I never, like, heard any of that. I heard, like, yeah, go for it, you know? And so I think because of that, I was just always curious and always wanted to explore different things. And, like, I had such a good support system. And I feel like also, like, your parents are really good at like, it's like a not giving up mentality. 
Yeah. Like yeah. You and fight through things, you know? Yeah. And so I just like look at my younger self and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to just continue to be curious and continue to like do whatever you want to do and explore different avenues. Like don't let anyone tell you that you can't. And I think there was a time like in high school where people would make fun of me for certain things like my YouTube channel or they would tell me like I remember when I was telling people I was going into engineering. So many people were like, OK, you know, that only 30 percent of people that go into engineering graduate with that degree. Like it's like, why do people feel the need to say that? I That's don't know. Question. And like I remember in my friend group, we had like half of us were going into engineering in my friend group. And one of my friends was like, oh, I guarantee that like. 70% of you guys like won't graduate in engineering, you know? And it's like, even if that is true, I just like, it was not used to people telling me that I can't do something. Yeah. And so I was like taken aback by it. And I'm glad I didn't let it necessarily affect me. But like, I just would look at my younger self and I'm like, keep that like curiosity, keep that, you know, drive, drive. And I'm really glad I did. Like, obviously it comes with like ups and downs, but I'm glad I did. And so I see my younger self and I'm like, you would be so happy and proud of where you are now. And that makes me really happy. I agree. And I think I literally feel like that shaped you. Yeah. No, it did. It totally did. For your the rest of your life, because now you have, you know, your businesses and everything. It's like it did. So, yeah, I think that's what I would tell my younger self. Or that's what I like see when I see my younger self. Little Natalie. Little me. <laughs> okay. How have you kept yourself safe? That's an interesting one. Oh, I feel like that one's easy. Jesus. Yeah. Literally, like, honestly, like, I feel like by prayer. I think another way also, like, it's like, I think I am very, like, exclusive about who I actually let in my life, like, completely. And that makes me feel safe because I feel like the people that are in my life, the people that I share my life with are people that are chosen for a reason. Mm -hmm. and. I think I'm still learning, like, I still have my disappointments. I've had in fallouts with girls I thought were going to be my friends forever. But I think that is making me feel even stronger and safer. Yeah. Because I've now allowed that to live my life. Yeah, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but, like, being very, very picky about who surrounds me and who I'm with. And then I think another way is, like, I think my home makes mm -hmm. me feel really safe. Like, I've made sure my home is a place I always want to be in. And a place that I never feel icky and ever, you know, like, even if that means cleaning when I don't want to clean or even if that means, you know, like praying when I'm too tired and I wanted to go to bed. And even if that means not letting people in sometimes and like telling some people not bringing everybody to my home, mm -hmm. you know, so I think, yeah. How about you? I'm curious. What makes me feel safe? I actually don't know. I mean, one, yes, Jesus also, like definitely. I've learned this year, especially to like rely on prayer so much more mm -hmm. to just trust in God, to know that his plan is like better than my own. So a hundred percent that besides that, I think I've learned, I mean, this year, I feel like not only have I started like diving deeper into my faith and just like trusting God more and getting closer to him, but also I've gotten closer to my family I've made my best friends or like deepened those friendships. And so I think before when I was in a relationship, if I ever needed to vent or if I ever had a problem, like I would go to one person and one person only. And it was my boyfriend. And I feel like now I have not only do I one, like rely on prayer so much more and God so much more, but I have such a solid group of friends that 
like I just know you guys are gonna be my life forever and I know like I can trust you like full-heartedly and it's not every friend I've made this past year you know there's obviously some friends I'm closer with than others obviously but there are like some of the friendships I've made this year I'm like what like you guys are my people and like (laughs) I've never had that because I've always been either in a relationship where it's only been one person that I'm telling everything to and now that I'm not in that in a relationship period it's like oh I can like trust other people become closer with other people and it's really nice and it's I mean like why have only one soldier when you can have a lot of them yeah exactly Exactly. defending you (laughs) exactly wait it's your turn now (laughs) <laughs> this is funny you keep on getting the younger self ones okay what would your younger self be relieved about mm. that's a hard one about. i actually don't know i think my younger self would one be relieved that i still have like strong faith i think when i was younger i remember reading journal entries from when i was like 15 and i was like i hope that you're still like a christian and like yeah like i like would like Aww. think about that which i don't know why but I would literally like... Because you ha- care about it so much. Yeah. So like, I think I'd be proud about that. I'd be proud about my relationship with my family. I think it's gotten closer. Mm-hmm. And I'd be proud of the friends I have. What is it, the question? What would it be? Relieved? Okay, relieved. <laughs> I would be relieved. Like, I'd be proud of the one. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would be relieved that I... I mean, this might be shallow, like don't have a corporate job and I'm working for myself. Ugh. I'd be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> no, same. Yeah, I think that's what I would be relieved about. <laughs> same. Honestly, that's a good one. Okay, so this is my last one to you. Okay. For level one. What came easily to you as a child? Oh, my God. I feel like I can answer this for you. No, hold on. Let me, let me think. <laughs> let me think. Let me think. for Hold on. I don't know. You're going to have to tell me. I would say like instruments, music, like yeah. just like talents like that. I was going to say sports. Yes. Yeah, like I feel like I was always outdoorsy and like adventure, mm-hmm, adventure. Like I was like, going to say that did that. not come easily to me. But <laughs> yeah, also music. I think what came easy to me was like exploring. Like I was an explorer. I always wanted more and like le- learning more and doing even a- if I would like, for example, if, if I went on a trampoline like and jumped high, then the next time I wanted to jump higher and do mm-hmm. a backflip and then a front flip. Like I always wanted to like learn about myself and that came easy like I was I didn't feel scared yeah where I'm like the opposite everything I did was like scary like anything that could cause bodily harm was scary for me because <laughs> that my mom put that in me yeah. <laughs> I think my dad was just like do it yeah. you know like my dad I mean I think I was like five and my dad put me in a horse by myself you know like yeah I was never like I don't know my dad would just like let me fall yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then help whereas me. like if I fell my mom was like oh <gasps> Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it's my turn. I'm going to do random ones because I feel like you get the same question. Now we're going on level two. How do you set boundaries, Natalie? (laughs) How do I set boundaries? Okay, this is a therapy session and I'm... I like it. <laughs> Me too. I feel like we've had this the entire week. I know. This has been one week-long therapy session. <laughs> okay, how do I set boundaries? I think I've actually been really bad at that in the past. Really? I, I like you're good at it. Forgive people super easily, which mm-hmm. I think is a good thing. I think it's better to forgive. But I think you're allowed to forgive someone, but not allow them back into your life. 
and I'm not good at I will forgive someone and then have them like um, forgive forgive and forget like you literally forget that anything happened like I've had friends that have done really bad things to me and like mean things to me and I'm just like okay I like I don't hold grudges so I'll forgive them and then I'll let them right back into my life and then I'm kind of like disappointed when they hurt me again and I'm like well I probably shouldn't have let them back into my life you know like I think it's good that I forgive them but like I don't need them back in my life so how do you set boundaries though I think I've been better at setting boundaries where I will forgive easily like I there's no one that I hate there's no one that I hold a grudge about like I understand that everyone makes mistakes and I'm I think I'm good at that but I think I've learned recently that not everyone needs to be in my life the same capacity that they've always been like if we were once best friends that does not mean we need to be best friends forever like if you have done something that's been shitty you know like yeah shitty then I don't need you to be back in my life exactly it's like if we were best friends and everything is just getting better then yeah let's keep on being best friends but if you were best friends and like you did something that bothered me that doesn't mean that because it's your best friend you have to forgive them and like yes. keep on being the same yeah so I think I've gotten better at that at setting those boundaries and like I, I don't know I think it's more just like knowing oh, okay that like I don't need to have everyone be back in my life in the same capacity that they once were I think you're really good at that, actually. I think I'm worse at that. Really? Because I feel like I'm, like, I'm good at setting boundaries in the sense of, like, I feel like I just, I'm vocal. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just, like, I don't know. Like, for example, like, this is, like, a weird one, but my cousin likes to hang out late at night because he's a night owl and I'm not. I wake up really early, so I'm, like, my bedtime's at 8, not 9. Yeah. So, like, he knows, you know? And, like, whenever we hang out, it's, like, he knows. So that's a boundary. But for me, I think with people, though, like, you're saying what you're really good at, like, I think I just like if you hurt me like that's it mm-hmm. we're not going back you know like which is like really extreme I wish I could have like you know, like a middle ground like you like you let them back in but you know to what extent yeah I think I'm yeah I definitely will let people back in but like maybe we're not as close as we once were exactly and that's fine I feel like I'm like a cut them off and that's <laughs> it yeah I just hate I don't like being mad at people like it takes more out of me to hate you or to be angry with you than for you. Like usually when you have like anger towards someone or you're holding a grudge towards someone, people might think like, oh, that's hurting the other person. It, it hurts me so much more than it hurts mm. them. And so it's like I would rather release that and be like, I forgive you. OK, like people make mistakes. Let's move on. But I used to be bad at letting them back in because it's just easier kind of like what makes you tough you know I was like the breakup because it's like yeah that would have been easier than like even though there was nothing to like forgive or be angry about but like it would have been easier to go back to to normal to normal and I need to realize that that's not like like even after my breakup I was like you know still wanting to talk sometimes or still wanting you know and it's like I'm so bad at like changing relationships and so I've gotten better at that but now I'm like, okay, I've gotten the forgiveness part down. I need to work on, like, changing the relationship part. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I think, obviously, we live for relationships, I think, yeah. in life. Like, that's what most of life is about, is relationships. Like, mm-hmm. for me, I think, I mean, I literally ask my mom sometimes. I'm like, mom, do you think that I'm doing something wrong? Because if I get hurt like that, like, seriously, like, I just, like, literally, not always, obviously, it depends on the, but I think sometimes I'm like, why can I keep people in my life? And it's because I choose to yeah walk away yep i'm also very like stubborn so yeah 
When was the time you saw yourself in someone else? My mom all the time, literally like <laughs> two weeks ago. Uh, and my dad. I think with my dad, I see my like entrepreneur like side and my... I think my dad is just like a very strong person and I think I am too. So he's uh, inspired me to just like always keep going like literally no, mar- no matter how hard life gets like my dad's just always there. Yeah. And then with my mom, I think my mom is just such a like a carer, you know, and a loving person. And, and I think every day I look more like her in that sense. Like, so yeah, I was my parents. I think I see a lot of myself in. Yeah. I could see you in both your parents too. <laughs> <laughs> my turn. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> what does your body need from you? What does my body need from me? Okay, I mean, healthy eating, working out. Like, I don't know. How else do you answer that question? What's your body asking of you right now? <laughs> okay, well, I have talked about this, I feel like, on like TikTok more. But I've gained weight recently. And it's not a negative thing. And I'm someone that, like, for context, I have been very skinny my whole life. Like, and that's not, I know people are rolling their eyes listening to this, like, oh my God, poor you. I'm not trying to say that, but I've always been very small. And I feel like I've always been insecure about my body in some capacity, whether I'm too small, I don't have boobs, I don't have a butt, I don't have curves. I'm like so, like, childish looking, you know, and especially like in middle school, I remember the first time I had a bra, I like didn't tell my mom. I like went and got one with a friend because I like was embarrassed to tell my mom that I wanted a bra. Granted, I did not need one. I was literally like flat as a board, but I just like wanted one because I would change in the locker room in middle school and like some girls would have boobs and they were wearing bras and you could see like the guys that the girls liked had boobs. And so like I was like process of elimination of like what guys like. It's like, okay, it's that. And so I was always super insecure about my body, even though I was like very small. And so you probably didn't want to tell your mom because you knew your mom was going to be like, you don't need one. Yeah. <laughs> she opened my drawer one time and was like, what is this? I was oh. like, <gasps> and then she took me to Target and we bought bras together. Oh. But I don't know why I was always so embarrassed about that. So I feel like I've always had some insecurity with that in some way. And so when I was in college, I started working out more. I started going to the gym and started like, you know, just like. I feel like getting more muscular and more toned and all of that. And now I'm going through this phase where I'm like gaining weight and my clothes are too small on me and my like pants don't fit me anymore. And I just like see someone bigger in the mirror, even though it's not a negative thing. Like I like my body now. I have more of a butt and I have, you know, like more curves and I'm happy about that. But I think it's just like, change mm-hmm. and you see that like things aren't buttoning the way they used to or like I remember like, that one time I was in Miami <laughs> I was gonna say a shirt literally broke <laughs> no we were like fighting that shirt like no, we were gonna make like, it fit I was like Julie this fit me a year ago like squeeze it on <laughs> I know. yeah zipper broke did not fit <laughs> so you know like I think just like dealing with that change even though it's like an angel and devil in my head where it's like you look so good. Like you have curves now. This is what you've wanted. Like you're working out and like your, you know, body's changing in a good way. And then like the negative side, it's like, oh yeah, but you've gained weight and none of your clothes fit you and look, you're bigger now and look at how you used to look in the past, you know? So I think what my body needs from me is just like acceptance, I think, of like, it's not a negative thing. It's not a great thing. It's just like a thing. And I should be like happy or like just like content about it, I guess. I think we all struggle with that, though. Yeah. 
So that was kind of a deeper answer for a very you look great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I love how I'm literally like your biggest fan. And we have proof of proof of it. <laughs> In the video where I'm like sexy. <laughs> a live photo. Yeah. Okay. Where does the tension live in your body? Tension? Body? Yeah. Like in what sense? I guess like... Like my personal, like what I don't like about myself or like... No, I think like... When I get like stressed. When you're stressed, like where do you keep it? I feel like my stomach. I feel like all my like emotions, like... I don't know if you remember, but in college I was always sick. Mm, like in my stomach, that. I like would throw up a lot and like... It just always felt like I had a stomach ache. And then when I was, you know, with my ex-boyfriend, I feel like... It was the same thing. Like, I always had a stomach ache. Literally always. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Or, like, when I'm stressed, I'm, like, I'm nauseous. You know, like, I'm just, like, immediately my stomach. Yeah. I don't even know where mine is. Maybe my stomach? I have no idea. Because I get... I, like, won't eat if I'm anxious. I know. Like, I definitely get, like, your stomach then. I get so, like, stressed. And, like, I won't eat. And I'm, like, get so shaky. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. All right. My turn. How do you calm your fears? Prayer. Yeah. Literally, that's it. Like, I just pray and I'll ask people to pray for me. Mm -hmm. And then it, like, gives me a sense of peace. Like, that's literally it. And I try not to think about it. I'm not that anxious of a person in general. So I'll just, like, pray about it. And I'm like, okay. I just tell myself, like, what is worrying going to do? Nothing. So nope. I just try to tell myself that and then forget about it. And I'll, like, distract myself. Yep. Oh, yeah. Literally the only thing. That's literally all I do. <laughs> no big trick. Okay. What's an outfit you feel great in? I think, like, my free people pants. Okay. Like, my baggy pants that I always yeah. wear. I think I could those have them cute. in every color. Like, those pants with, like, baggy pants with sneakers and a crop top. Mm -hmm. It's, like, I think what I feel the most comfortable with. Mm -hmm. What about you? I think I like tight clothes. Definitely. Something tight is what I feel good in. It doesn't always have to be cropped because sometimes I don't want it to be cropped. Maybe like a little cropped, but like in general, tight and usually like a jeans. Like a little. I feel like you love jeans. I do love jeans and like a crop top. Yeah. I, I love jeans and a crop top and like basics. Mm -hmm. That's one outfit. And then another one would be like a little mini skirt and like a tank top and sneakers. And that's like what I would feel the best in. Yeah. Maybe like a leather jacket. Definitely a leather jacket. Yeah. I feel like you always wear a leather jacket. Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, it's like that or like flowy long dresses. Yeah. Those are like my... Ours are like the opposite. It's weird though because <laughs> we dress very similar all the time. I know. But it's like the opposite of like what we feel best in. I know. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh yeah, my turn. How do you measure your own success? For me, what I need to work on is that there's an ever-present moving benchmark. I don't know if I'll ever feel successful. Like... Once I've reached one thing, I'm just looking to the next. Entrepreneurship 101. Yeah. Like, it's like, I remember even when I was younger, like with YouTube, for example, I was like, all I need to hit is 100,000 subscribers. That's it. That's it. I was like, if I hit 100,000, I'll be happy. I'm now at 300,000 and I'm not happy. You know, like, it's like, how much is enough? How much is enough? Yeah. And for now, I'm like, oh, well, if only I can get my views back to like this many views on average. And it's like, I just know when I had that many views on average, I was always looking to the next thing. Same with money. Like I, w I was always like, if I, if I make a hundred thousand dollars a year, I'll be happy. And now I'm making more than that. And it's like, I'm not <laughs> like, I'm like, dang, like, why didn't I make more than the previous year? Mm -mm. You know, I am never content with my success. So I don't know what I do to measure it. Yeah. I, it's probably a work in progress because like I don't know 
started a company. I raised a million dollars. I was like, if, if I can just raise a million dollars, that's it. And now I'm like, well, we don't have X, Y, Z. You know, it's like, I've never been satisfied. I'm always grateful. And I'm always like, wow, like I can acknowledge that like I've been successful and I've done good things. But I don't think I'll ever be like satisfied and be like, okay, I'm good. I'm chilling now. I don't think that's possible with our mindset. Yeah. Like, I don't think it'll ever be that way. And I don't know if that's a bad thing. Because like, I know that what I've done is cool. And like, I'm so proud of myself. And I'm grateful. But like, I'm never gonna be satisfied with stopping. I don't think I am either. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. Maybe eventually. But like, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Who allows you to be you? I feel like I mean, my family and my closest friends. I, I mean, I, I feel like that's so easy. Mm-hmm. Do I have to say someone specifically? No. No, my family and my closest friends, I feel like. Like anybody that I'm, I can be like more than a day with and I don't think I'm like trying. I'm yeah. like, yeah. Okay. All right. Level three. Okay. Level three is future. So we went past, present, future. It's not like deepest to, or least deep, deep. One day I will... one day i will i mean i hope one day i'll have like a family and kids Mm -hmm. i'll be a mom yeah one day i'll be a mom and a wife and have a family and kids and like i think a lot it's weird because for me i don't dream about my wedding i don't dream about being engaged i really don't care about i don't even dream of like having a boyfriend it's like i can't wait to like have a family one day and i like have kids and I don't need, like, I've always said this, like, I honestly don't even want a wedding. I want to, like, elope and then have a party. Like, I don't... No, don't, you're not allowed. I don't care about all of that stuff. But I do think about when I have kids, because I think for me, I, like, think about my parents, and I literally can't imagine them at our age. I can't imagine them as teenagers. I can't imagine them in their 20s. Like, I'm like, you've been, like, 40 and up your whole life. Like, I just, like, can't imagine them younger. And so I've been like journaling and being so like I have my big life online, you know, and like I can't wait until I have kids one day and they can see their mom at like their age when they were younger. Starting at 15, they'll be able to see what their mom was like. So that'll be cool. I'm like very excited to one day have that. Mine will kind of in your YouTube channel. I know they will. They'll <laughs> start know. seeing you in college. They'll That's start funny. seeing. That's so funny. Okay. Let's see. Level three for Julie. What are you trying to unlearn about love? Unlearn? Unlearn. Do you need to unlearn anything? I feel like everything I know has made me, you know, stronger in what I do believe in. But if I could unlearn something, I think I would unlearn. I feel like I always have like a really big wall towards men. Like I feel like they'll always put themselves first or like they're selfish or I always tend to say something like, Oh, yeah, but, like, men betray you. So I mm-hmm. wish I could unlearn that just because I feel like not all of them. Yeah. But from my past experiences, so I wish I could unlearn that. And I wish I could see them, like, unbiasedly. Yeah. From now on. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. What about you? Mm, I think what I would unlearn, I'm trying to unlearn now, is that I think I place a lot of emphasis. We're getting a little deep here or a little stuff I don't talk about normally. But I think I place a lot of emphasis on physical stuff. Like, if you aren't doing, I don't know, if you're not, like, super touchy or if you're not whatever, like, you don't want me, then that means you don't like me. Or that Mm -hmm. means you don't love me. You know, and I think I, like, put so much emphasis on that. And I don't think that physicalness means love. It definitely can. Yeah. But, like, 
I don't think that's exactly what it means. Mm-hmm. And so I think in my previous relationships, that has always been the focal point. So trying to like realize that that's learning that ways. doesn't equate love. Yeah. You know, and that's why like even after my breakup, if I've ever kissed anyone, you know, I'm like, oh, they like me. And it's like, no, that's not what that means. <laughs> you know, so. No, no, no. Not today. Not, not always what that means. So I think that's what I would unlearn. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's one thing about yourself you don't want to forget? It's hmm. a hard one. I know. I think I don't want to forget all of like the amazing people in my life ever. Like it always scares me. It's going to get kind of like morbid. But it always scares me if I get like Alzheimer's or dementia or something that I'm going to like forget people. But yeah, I never want to forget like the important people and like the love that I have from these important Your people. Your feelings for them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. This is fun, but like I wouldn't play with just anybody. Oh, no. This I know. Is not a game to like pull out at a party. I know, right? It's like, want to get deep with me tonight? Yeah. You know who plays this on like their first dates? Just take a guess. You'll know. You'll Give me know. a hint. One of my friends. Gigi. Yep. <laughs> Gigi, if you're listening, we love you. Love you, Gigi. Yeah, no, she plays. I got her this game. It's not exactly, we're not really strangers, but it's similar. It's like a card game that makes you get deep. And I got it for her for Christmas, and she plays it on her first dates. That's intense. Yeah. (laughs) That's intense, Gigi. Good for you, girly. (laughs) Okay, this question. I think we have two more. What are you freeing yourself from? Dependencies. I think I'm freeing myself from, like, feeling dependent or, like, feeling like I need something to anything. You know, like, I think that's something besides Jesus, you know, like, I think I don't ever want to have, like, a codependency where, like, I feel like I can't live without that. I like that. All right. How else would you like to spend your days in Costa Rica? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I've been trying to have more of a work-life balance where I feel like sometimes I either am all work, no life or all life, no work. And I feel like I need to do better at like balancing the two Mm -hmm. in a day today. So I don't know. I would like to spend most of my days... For being cheesy, I'd like to spend most of my days happy, stress-free, getting rid of anxiety, not overthinking things. That would be nice. Yeah, taking care of your body. Yeah. My perfect day would be getting up in the morning, maybe doing a quick little workout, like low impact, nothing too hard, not too sweaty, you know, just like a little workout, maybe a little walk, having a coffee in the morning with friends, being outside, maybe going to the beach not working like just chilling and like reading a book maybe and then at night going to a nice dinner maybe having a bottle of wine with friends like a great day right let's do it let's do it (laughs) that's that's my perfect day okay what would help you forgive more oh i don't know hold on i think that maybe i'm really hard on people because i'm really hard on myself so maybe like lowering my expectations would help me forgive more yeah like Less expecting less, just letting myself be surprised in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now I think we each have one more question. The last one. I feel like you go a lot more into detail than I do. Yeah. You're better <laughs> than me at that. What's one thing you've been meaning to do? Honestly, I don't know. Go to um, Costa Rica? Go to Costa Rica. Yes, I will book my flight a bit <laughs> soon. We're going in February. 
One thing I've been meaning to do... I mean, yeah, travel more. It's definitely one thing. There's a lot of stuff on my to-do list that I need to get done. But I don't know. Fall in love. Fall in love. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I'm actually really good at like doing what I want in the moment. So I don't have something that I'm like, oh my god, I've been wanting to do this for years. Like, If I want to do something, I usually make a plan to get it done. So yeah, I don't know. That was a good last question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Man, we're done. Okay, last one for Julie. Okay. What do you need more time for? Myself. Like, I feel like well, you were talking about the work-life balance, and I feel like I literally work every day. Mm. I think I've worked every day for the past, like, I don't even know. I think I need more time to just, like, for myself completely. So, like, just waking up one day and literally have nothing to do just besides whatever comes to mind in that moment. Like, mm. if I want to sleep till 12, sleep till 12. Yeah. If I want to go get ice cream, go get ice cream. I think that's what I need more. Like, yeah. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Yay. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this therapy session with me and Julie. Yeah, seriously. This was so much fun. And I like this game a lot. We should play it more often. I know we should. It's a good way. Honestly, like, I'm going to have another glass. I'm gonna, we're going to have bolognese. Yeah, we're going to have some pasta. I'm super yeah. excited. So I hope that you guys liked this video slash podcast. If you guys are listening or watching, be sure to share it with your friends. Share it on Instagram. Play this game with your friends. I want to do another episode like this with other friends. There's so many cards left. And honestly, I would love to hear what other people say about these questions. I know. It's interesting, you know, like you really have to dig in. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Where can they find you, Julie? And where can they visit your coffee shop? All this stuff. All right. So we have a coffee shop downtown Dallas in Deep Ellum. <laughs> and then my Instagram is Juliana Bernini S. And then I am on TikTok and I do post a lot about my life there. So if you're curious, you know, yeah, follow me. It is perfect. I think it's just Juliana Bernini actually there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Hey, my name is Lovan Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.